guys are something like FBI agents. Be careful. What's up, fools? This is Nigel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to go with that. Um, hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 92 of the ROH podcast. My name's Harry. It's not the ROH podcast either. Oh, my God. Do we... Let's start it over. Yeah. <laughs> what a message. What's up, fools? This is Nigel McGuinness. This is Ring of Honor's Adam Cole. This is the king of old school, Steve Carino. This is Nick and Matt Jackson. What up, what up? This is your boy, ATH. Hey, this is TJ Perkins. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mike Bondo. This is God's Gift to Team Marshall. This is it for Red Titus, and you're listening to the ROH Podcast. Or is it ROH Cast? On ROHWorld.com. They say they made all podcasts equal. They were wrong. These three guys are something like FBI agents. Be careful. Hello everyone, welcome to episode 92 of the ROH cast. My name's Harry, I'm the web designer and co-owner of ROHworld.com and as always I'm here with the other co-owner and the editor of the website. He is the podcast missionary, Stephen. Hello everyone. And the recently crowned American Bearded Nightmare, John. Yo, how's it going? Uh, this week our show is slightly later than usual. We normally record on a Thursday. Today's Sunday. Um, we are going to be joined by Bobby Fish on Friday for episode 92, but unfortunately this had to be delayed at the last minute, and that interview with Bobby Fish will be going on uh, next week for episode 93. We expect it to be on Thursday or Friday, so we thought to do a quick show now and recap the latest news and results before we move on and uh, are joined by Bobby Fish next week, so be sure to tune in for that. But uh, we'll do what we always do, and we'll t- start by talking about the latest Ring of Honor TV show. Now, because we're recording this on a Sunday, there's sort of two shows to talk about, so we'll quickly run through the show for last week, which was May 18th. Um, the show began with Jimmy Jacobs defeating unbeatable Jay Lethal. What is this? I... I- I actually, I actually saw half of the show, believe it or not, which is uh, a lot more than usual for me. So I, I just don't know what to say, John. Jimmy, I've seen it, but I still don't believe it. He, he beat the unbeatable one. Well, I guess I don't. I really don't know what to say either. I was hoping I'd come up with some kind of profound statement, but maybe ever since the best in the world snafu with the ropes for Jay Lethal, he's lost all his unde- unbeatable powers. I think you're predicting into the future there, but... Uh, oh, I said best in the world, I mean super card of honour. <laughs> and then, okay, well, being in the interest of time, we'll quickly move on. We had a segment in the ring where Nigel McGuinness was joined by Jay Briscoe, uh, who was then cut off by Mark Briscoe, who basically challenged for the uh, an ROH World title shot at best in the world, which we'll get onto in a little bit. Um, CNC then faced off against Red Titus and Cliff Compton, which saw Scum pick up the victory. And in the main event, it was Adam Cole versus Kevin Steen, which saw Adam Cole pick up the win. So, John, you've seen the full show. Do you want to perhaps give any... Is there anything you want to quickly discuss or talk about before we move on? I remember this being a fairly consistent show. There's nothing like outstandingly amazing on it, but there's nothing bad on it. So it was just a consistently good show from start to finish. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw from 
the start up until the end of the tag match. And yeah, I enjoyed what I saw. Nothing really stood out as amazing. One thing that I found funny was Michael Elgin saying like, text ROH to get a picture of me. I couldn't resist. I've got like 30 pictures. I just can't stop it. <laughs> I don't really know what that's about, but apparently you text a number, you receive a photo, and then you get sent texts about, oh, who do you think is going to win at Best in the World and things like that. So as long so, as somebody not... said that the uh, the latest one with Caprice and Colin, apparently if you answer the, the question, you get a uh, 50% off the Border Wars replay. That's what someone that's... on the forum said. That's... At least they, if they're actually going to use it you know, for good use rather than here, have yeah. a picture which you could just find on Google anyway. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it does sound quite good because they also seem to have these adverts in the show like 800 cash now or something like that. And it uses the same text number as those. So I thought, oh, wait, if you text ROH, you're going to get loads of spam text from this money company, whatever that is. So, But it sounds like they're not doing that. So it sounds pretty good to me if you're getting 50% off for just texting in. Um, now we'll move on to this week's episode of Ring of Honor TV, where the show began with Mark Briscoe taking on Colin Delaney. John, what were your thoughts on this? Now, I want, one thing I do want to say is they kept talking about the return of Colin Delaney, but on the forum, people are trying to figure out when he was ever there before. Do you remember him being there before? The only time I remember Colin Delaney is when he was in ECW. I think yeah. that's the only thing he's ever done, isn't it? I've never. I'm pretty sure he's never been in Ring of Honor. Maybe under a different name. I mean, I don't know. I mean, they were, they were trying to find out, like, you know, when was his like match? If it was a dark match or something, but no, they couldn't find anything about him. So maybe it was so, so, such a dark match that just no one saw it. So it's not documented <laughs> anywhere. Um, John, what did you think of the the opener for this week's show? Well, this is the first time I've seen Colin Delaney since his ECW days. And back then, he really wasn't much to look at at all. But since then, he's actually gotten in pretty good shape. He looked actually really good in this match, I thought. I'm not sure if it warranted him bringing him back for a full-time basis. But in roles like this, I think he could work pretty well in. And this match itself, while nothing special, was a solid match. And Mark Briscoe picked up a much-needed win to build momentum into best in the world. Then we have Stephen's favourite, the Women of Honor match. And actually, no, before this, I do apologise, uh, there was an in-ring segment with Jay Briscoe and Mark Briscoe, which I did I did see this, where he, it sort of, it was a bit anticlimactic there. It cut and there everyone was already in the ring and he just basically confirmed the match for best in the world, which then led the American Walls to come out. And he said that it's going to be brother versus brother, Eddie Edwards versus Davey Richards, because obviously Richards is challenging for the world title at... Uh, the show in Texas, I believe. Um, and then he was then cut off by Carino, who says it's all ridiculous, and that it'll be Matt Hardy, who is the next world champion as he gets his title shot. Um, I believe it's the day after Best in the World at the TV tapings. So then we move on to the Women of Honor with Cherry Bomb taking on Mischief. John, how was this match? This match was awful, I thought. It went maybe seven or eight minutes which was about six or seven minutes too long. <laughs> when, I'd, say, I'd say nine minutes too long. But... Uh, when Cherry Bomb was on offense, which wasn't too often, she only got short spurts of offense, the match was enjoyable, and she picked up the pace. But when Mischief was in control of the match, it was just so painfully boring, and the action just plodded along. But thankfully, uh, Cherry Bomb picked up the win in the end, with because uh, Veda Scott caused a distraction 
to get mischief, uh, I guess distracted, which is why they call it distraction, right? Uh, they <laughs> got they, it averted mischief's attention from Cherry Bomb, which allowed Cherry Bomb to pick up the win. So it's good to see that there's at least some kind of angle going on with the Women of Honor instead of just these random matches. But God, this was nothing at but all. They're, they're devoting time to it, but does anyone really care? I mean, what's this going to lead to? A Vader Scott and Best in the World mischief match. But then even when when that match is been and gone what do they do then do they go back just to mischief squashing loads of people on tv again i mean didn't they wasn't it uh athena i think who's on one of the upcoming shows she beat mischief didn't she i think wasn't it in a like a fatal four-way or something and they've i thought they were going to eventually lead to like a match between those two at a pay-per-view or something or on, on again on tv and now vader scott does apparently seems to be a wrestler i mean i, I think i know he's desperately trying to make it so that the matches actually have a reason to be happening but i just don't I just don't think anyone really cares. And as John said, to waste that much time on, on TV on it, I just, you know, when there's so many guys on the roster that could could be, you know, doing promo or just anything that could use the time wisely, I think it's just a bit of a waste of time. That brings us then to our main event as Roderick Strong takes on Taiji Ishimori from Pro Wrestling Noah. And I'm actually looking forward to seeing this. I have started watching this show um, this morning, so I'll get to the main event eventually. But, John, how was this main event? Does it live up to the expectation? Uh, they had a ton of time to work with. I think this match got close to 20 minutes, actually. That's good. And it started off kind of slow, but it really built up into something great near the end. And it was it's a match that's definitely worth going out of your way to see. I hope Ta- Taiji Ishimori gets more appearances in Ring of Honor. I hope they, Ring of Honor continues to bring in outside talent like this, because so far, they've all delivered... And this is exactly what you'd expect from Roderick Strong. It's the great match where he just punished Ishimori with the backbreakers. And then Ishimori would try to use his speed advantage to, uh, to I, I guess, I, I'm losing, lost for words right now, speed advantage to outclass Roderick Strong in the air. And it just led to a very good dynamic, and it was a great match. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for that. So I'll be sure to go in. Check that one out, and I'm going to take a stand right now. And when episode 94 of the RH cast comes around, I will have seen that week's TV show in full. I've I've seen half this time. <laughs> Next week, whatever that show is, I will have seen the whole show that we discussed then, because I remember when we actually all three of us used to watch the all, the entire show, and. There was now more discussion. Just, now it's now just... you just force me to watch it every week. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to take a stand and say that next time we do a normal show, obviously next week after the Bobby Fish interview, so 94, I will actually see the show in full and give my insight that everyone is desperate to hear. <laughs> okay, so now we'll move on to the news, which you can always find during the week at rohworld.com. There's some pretty major news regarding some Ring of Honor talent. As Ring of Honor has told Mike Mondo, he will no longer be booked, ProWrestling.net reports. Ring of Honor's decision came after Mondo was deemed in no condition to participate at a recent Ring of Honor clinic, according to the report. And I believe Mondo earlier today posted on Facebook that a press release is coming soon. Press release. (laughs) Yeah, I think he said not to believe everything they read the website saying that everything's fine, so... I don't know whether... Uh, I mean, 
the the report said he was in no in no um, shape to compete. I mean, whether that's physically or whether it was something else. I mean, yeah. What does that, that mean? Is he intoxicated? Is he still injured? Or I mean, he's had a, he's had a couple of matches since he came back. I know that the the, the two major ones really were the um, I think he had a tag match with Grizzly Redwood against uh, two members of Scum on a, on a house show, and, and then he was in that eight man tag at. Um, Supercard of Honor. Was it Supercard of Honor? Or no, Bordle? it was Supercard of Honor. Did he ever have a one-on-one match? Because saying that, he was... Since he came matches. back, I don't think so. Actually, on the, the first TV he came back, he lost to Jimmy Jacobs. That was his first TV right, okay. back. Um, yeah. Well, so we, we don't really know anything at this point. But we can only speculate, but... Um, you'd think that if he wasn't... If this wasn't true, he'd just say it's not. But obviously, he is not being booked, and the reason just hasn't come out yet. But you think if it was like physical, that oh, you know, he's, he needs a bit more time off. Would Ring Runner really go to the length of saying, right, we're not going to book you again? I mean, that's not really. If you come back too soon, then is that's it... just him being. Well, they might, have, they, might, they may have. They may have told him just like we're not going to book you till you're fully recovered or mm. something. So in the meantime, just go in and try to get healthy. To me, it sounds like a, like a temporary suspension but he's not really suspended if that makes sense it's not like he's been fired like right bye bye we're not working with you anymore it's sort of like for, okay for now we're not going to be booking you until whatever this thing is is sorted out whether it's injury or substance issues or whatever yeah I, th- I think it's more like that as well I mean from what he said as well on Facebook about it not being true so obviously there's he's got a different side to the story so it'll be interesting to see what he says uh, when he Finally, uh, you know, responds. Makes the press release. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be an interesting read. <laughs> Hopefully it ends with hashtag boom, then, then all will be right. Yeah. <laughs> I must say, it's got a very negative... There's been a lot of negative discussion around Mondo on the forum, like how he's the last sort of That's remains Cornette of... guy. Yeah. yeah, the last remains of Cornette to be kicked out of Ring of Honor. <laughs> but apart from his character, I don't think he was that bad. No, I thought he he definitely improved a lot. He improved probably more than anyone, I think. I mean, when he was having those first few matches on TV, it was just like, oh, you know, it's, it's just going to be a TV guy for a bit. That's fine. And then I think he had that really like good mini feud with Taven, didn't he? Yeah, uh, they, they they had a fantastic match on TV. Yeah, and then he, uh, you know, started being more full-time. I think his problem, if anything, was more the booking of him rather than him himself. I mean, I know they booked... Yeah, because there was a phase where he was unbeatable, wasn't he? Yeah, they they were they were really pushing him. I mean, they were... Yeah, he was getting the... It was him and Lethal really getting the monster pushes. And, yeah. You know, he, he was he was get, he was improving, but he didn't deserve to be getting pushed as much as he was. And the fans just weren't buying into it. And, I mean, I don't think he's great on the mic, and but I think the gimmick they've given him, you know, the, the first one was terrible. The Godzilla... Fears Mondo it was, and then oh yeah, the worst thing that they ever did was turn him face because he's just, especially in Ring of Honor, a guy like him cannot be face. I, I mean, mean, he was getting booed in his hometown, like talking about his bitch sticks and just yeah, the character was, just doesn't work. Was so forced and just corny, wasn't it? Mm. Well, corny cornet, there you go. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's um, I mean, I, I don't necessarily, th- I wouldn't necessarily say that I'm gonna. You know, missing being on the cards. I mean, I think someone said on the forum that he's the sort of guy that doesn't detract from a card, but doesn't really add to it either. I mean, you wouldn't, in my opinion, he's a lot like Mike Bennett. Maybe because they're quite sort of similar in in style. That <laughs> and they have the same name. Yeah, and they have the same name or Mike. And they uh, and they both made out with Maria. <laughs> yeah, I'm just jealous, really. Um, yeah, this, they're the sort of guy that when you see them on a card, you wouldn't go, oh god, they're wrestling. Oh, I can't. I don't want to watch that match. It's just sort of. Oh, they're on the card. Okay, it's just sort of, you know, it, it doesn't 
get, you know doesn't get any reaction from me. He's uh, you know he's he he's, he definitely improved and definitely got better, but I'm not necessarily going to be crying myself to sleep that he's he's gone. Hmm. John, moving on. Yeah, well, we're about one month away from best in the world in Baltimore, Maryland, the next Ring of Honor iPay-per-view, and the card is starting to come together. In the main event, it is brother versus brother when Jay Briscoe defends the title against Mark Briscoe. Mm, and then, uh, we're not going to talk about that. We <laughs> I was, I was uh, going to announce both matches, but go ahead and write uh, about this if you want. I know at the time when we saw the spoilers, you were quite disappointed with this match, weren't you? Yeah, it just doesn't... You know, he's just had a TV title shot and lost to to Matt Taven, of all people. And then he has one match since then where he beats Colin Delaney. And then he's getting the title shot. Former ECW superstar Colin Delaney. I yeah, you. I mean, I'm sure it'll be a good match. I'm not saying it's going to be bad, but I just... It... I can understand from a storyline point of view, it doesn't really make any sense. Mm. But then a lot of storylines stuff at the, at the moment isn't making total sense i mean especially when it comes to title shots and, and stuff like that like why hasn't jimmy jacobs been given a title sh- you know any title shot whatsoever when he's beating everyone especially jay lethal who's unbeatable but twice yeah um, um yeah i think i think it will be a really good match um oh well, we said that about the adam cole match and that was sort of yeah i say i hope it's not another sort of disappointing match like that was i mean maybe we just expected too much from it i don't know i think the steam title reign sort of set the next guy up Maybe for a fall. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I think it, the, the matches were so good with Steen that we were expecting, you know, really, really great main events again. But, um, I mean, I should imagine they'll have great chemistry. So I think the match itself should be really, really good. But, yeah, I do agree from the booking sense that, I mean, I think we meant, I mean, talking about Monday, I think we're, we're getting back to the days of if someone bangs a, a locker and says, I really want a title shot, then they go, okay, then here's a title shot. Mm. Which, Mm, I, I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't know what the planning for Elgin, but I think he's a number five contender now. He, they keep stressing he's yeah, a number one contender. Yeah, after Cole, he came back up to number five, didn't he? Right. So there we go. I mean, they keep stressing on TV that he's the number one contender, but he's clearly not Kevin Kelly. He's number five. It made me laugh uh, on the on the commentary of the the latest uh, house show they released on View on Demand, the Dragons Rain show. Uh, during Algin's match against ACH, I think Kevin Kelly says, well, like, that's the number one contender. And Steve Crino says, no, he's the number two contender behind Matt Hardy. And I was like, no, he's the number six contender. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm not saying the match is going to be bad, but I'm just not that excited for it as an iPay-per-view main event, especially best in the world. I mean, we've had two of these before, and both of those main events were really good. We had Davey and Eddie in 2011, and we had Davey and Steen last year. And this one, to me on paper it just doesn't get me excited maybe it's because i'm not i haven't been watching ring of honor since the since day one since a lot of people so there's not that sort of nostalgia behind it for me but what well, i mean what do you guys think am i the only one here i'm personally excited for this match they've had very good matches together in the past and while you're right it doesn't make much sense storyline wise it should still be a great match and that's what i'm most looking forward to I mean, I'd rather see Davey already get their title shots at the pay-per-view. But I don't think there's any... Well, I say there's no chance of them winning the belt. I don't think there's any chance of Mark Briscoe winning exactly, the belt. Exactly, that's the thing. I think it's just nice to see fresh guys in in the main event spots. Rather, I mean, Davey especially, and, and Eddie to an extent, have hogged the main event over the last couple of years so much. It's that been a just... while. It's been a while since yeah, both of them, really. But... It's been, it's, in, in fact, for Davey, it has been a full year since that match with Steen at last year's Best in the World. I know you mentioned those two matches, you know, the Davy and Eddie and Davy and Steen. I think 
as well as them being fantastic matches, that they they both had the storyline going in. I mean, the obviously the Eddie and Davy was you know the two wolves going against each other, and the obviously the Steen and 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 Davy was um that was after Steen had won the battle, wasn't it? That was the yeah, rematch. it was the month that it was the rematch. So yeah, that that obviously had the story behind it as well. So. I can I can definitely understand where you're coming from, but I'm I'm like John. I'm I'm definitely looking forward to this. I think it will end up being a a fantastic match, or at least I hope it does. We will find out on June 22nd. And well, are, you gonna, are you going to take a stand? Is Mike Briscoe joining Scum? No, I'm going to take a stand. No, no chance. Jay Briscoe will retain. That's my stand. Which means I'll be completely wrong yet again, and Mike Briscoe will become world champion. <laughs> we're well, moving on that. to a match that we should all be excited about, and that yeah. has the storyline behind it. That y'all are talking about, Kevin Steen finally gets his hand on hands on Matt Hardy at Best in the World. Am I the only one really excited for this match? Yes. Oh no. Is I, it an ODQ match? Of... It needs to be something because I'm sure it will eventually become a no disqualification yeah, match. Steen so, or it's like a Kevin Steen, Steen, Steen match in Ring of right. Honor. Of course, it's good. No DQ match. <laughs> Steen will demand some like they'll say all oh, Steens demanded like no rules or something, and then. That will lead to Scum getting involved, and then that will lead to Matt Hardy winning. Yeah, I just want to prepare everyone now. Matt Hardy is winning this. I'm taking a stand on that. I'm 95% certain Hardy. He sort of has to win. It would make no sense. Yeah, because the night Matt before Hardy is not... Title shot. Wait, 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 wait. You're spoiling my news. Sorry. <laughs> Matt Hardy hasn't got a title shot. Well, we don't know when I mean, he is. Yeah, he has a world title shot the day after. I don't care for sports, uh, John's news, but <laughs> there is no point in him losing the day before a world title shot. Like when BJ Whitmer won that triple threat match when he pinned Adam Cole, that made sense because he had a title shot the week after. And just like Matt Hardy has a title shot here, Steen losing here. And Hard- Hardy beating Steen as well is going to really annoy everybody. And I mean, the whole point of them booking Hardy and Scum is that it's just going it to, just, they just want to annoy everybody, basically, don't they? I mean, that is... They're just trolling, basically. Yeah, they're just trolling us. That That is the aim of Delirious, is to troll us to the max. And I, I think they'll even have Hardy going over clean. I think that would really troll oh, everyone no, even no, more. No chance. Scum, as you say, Scum will get involved. There's, you know, Ring of Honor at the, in the storyline still don't trust Steen, so they're not going to help him. But, you know, there's loads of Scum guys who can easily interfere and cost Steen. This one, yeah, I, th- I think it would make no sense for Steen to to win because ev- the more they build up Harding, the more he doesn't lose, the more everyone wants to see him get completely destroyed by someone. So, I, st- I still th- I-, I still think Hardy's going to win the title, and I still think it's going to lead to Hardy losing I- it to Dalvin. I, I, still I think. think should we just go right into that, John? What's your next bit of news regarding Matt Hardy? Well, I did have a bit of news about Matt Hardy challenging for the Ring of Honor World title at the June 23rd television tapings, but y'all have already covered that in detail. <laughs> so, there, we, there it is. It's official. June 23rd, he will challenge for the world title, presumably against Jay Briscoe. It, you know, in theory, it could always be Davey, Eddie, or Mark, but that's not very likely. And that's in Baltimore. I, the I think the world, it's well. the day after Best in the World in Baltimore. I think Matt Hardy's going to win. That's my stand. I, I, I think he will. No, no, I don't. No, I don't. No. He will win the title, but I don't think he'll win it then. No, but think about it. Someone made this point on the forum where I was like you at the start, thinking, nah, he's going to win the title, but just not yet. They don't want to do him winning the belt on iPay-Per-View because Matt Hardy main eventing, challenging for the belt. No one's going to buy that. I but, would. That's just you, John, because you love Matt Hardy. But you have Matt Hardy as world champion defending against Michael Elgin Everyone will want to pay that to see him a get his ass kicked and b to see Elgin become world champion. I, yeah, I, if I you look at the if you it, look at it, the schedule, 
There's not an eye pay-per-view after best in the world for quite a while. It would give Hardy a semi-long reign, and it would just be, you know, the next eye pay-per-view, he drops it with minimal sort of damage to Ring of Honor, apart from our forums exploding in anger. And us closing down the website. Yeah. We, I think we did say at one point, if Matt Hardy ever becomes world champion, we will close down the website. I think we even said if he, like, wrestles. No, we <laughs> if he won the world title, because that was the rumoured storyline, wasn't it? That he I, was still, gonna... I still remember when the news first broke, and I think me and you were both talking at the time, and when it broke, and we were just, we were just going crazy, weren't we? So... I'm taking a stand right there. You've heard my theory, my propaganda. Is... Yeah, your your theory actually does make sense. That that does make sense. That yeah, I suppose that him defending the belt on iPaper in a main event isn't anywhere near as bad as him trying to win it because obviously everyone's going to be behind the guy trying to beat Hardy and yeah, I'll get telling but you. But it's just it's just the, def- the, the world my... title changing hands on TV. It's just it may in my opinion it makes the world title look cheap. And it just—it feels like they're using the, the world title as a bit of a prop, just to oh, get it is Matt Hardy. It's in this storyline. It, it is. I know, but it's just. Prop. I know, but I don't. I don't like them treating it like that because then it just devalues the title. The way they're building things up right now is Elgin is the number six contender. He chose to go to the back of the queue so he could take out Scum. What better way for him to do that than to take the title off Scum? Because in this storyline, Scum have to get the belt, and the only man they're going to give the belt in Scum. It's not Jimmy Jacobs. It's going to be Matt Hardy, and then he'll drop it to Elgin. I, st- I definitely think Hardy's going to win it, and he's going to drop it to Elgin. But I just don't know when, and I don't think it's going to be on TV. But after your propaganda, I'm starting to buy <laughs> into think it. Think about this. He, Steve Carino, is going to become the matchmaker of Ring of Honor on that same show at the same tapings, which means he can be like, "I'm not booking Matt Hardy at these," you know, because they're not going to have Matt Hardy at every house show, so they can. You know, use the storyline of Carino's giving him the night off. You know, that's why he's not there. But then they can say Elgin already had his title shot from before when McGuinness was champ was was the general manager. So it, it all all the pieces fit together as to how this will happen. And while Matt Hardy will reign over Ring of Honor, and Elgin will save the day and end scum, and he'll go on and have a dominant, almost year-long reign. Because they have to just let someone just run with the belt for a while after Matt Hardy's held it just to get the bit of taste out of our mouth. <laughs> so, what do you guys think? Are you still... How about you, you John? You, you convinced me that... I was thinking Hardy would eventually win the title, but not at the TV tapings. But your logic does make a lot of sense. That he seems like somebody you'd pay to see the title taken off of him, not to see him win the title. And that makes perfect sense to me. So, I but could how, see how he made this the... kind of speech when he tried to convince us that Jay Lethal was winning the belt. I think Harry should just be a cult leader because he is very influential. <laughs> I think Hitler, I think you are the second coming of Hitler. Let's not go down that rabbit hole. Um, the only sort of curveball in my theory... and Well, Stephen, he didn't wild, deny it, so... The well. only wild card here would be someone else joining Scum and winning the belt because I think that Matt Hardy's role could be replaced with anyone... In scum, if that makes sense, where they will no, win the belt and drop so. it to Elgin. I don't, I don't think, think so. I don't think it would have the same effect. It, it's it, that the way they've worked it. I will give Delirious props for the way he's used Matt Hardy because none of us wanted to see Matt Hardy. None of us want to see Matt Hardy at the moment. But the way they've booked him, they've booked him perfectly. Really, they've made him. They've put him in a position where, as we said, he's ba- he's basically trolling us. And he, the way they've booked him, he's just it's so perfect. You, you, I don't, don't think it would think, have the same effect. You don't but think if, this would go on? 
I mean, who else are they going to find that would be main event caliber guy to? I was going to say if. You know when you know when I kept t- taking the stand and saying that either Adam Cole or Lethal was going to turn and join Scum and win the belt. If they were to do that here, and you know maybe Adam Cole joins Scum, it wouldn't make any sense. But say it happened, he wins the belt. Because remember, Cornette, uh, sorry, Carino. That's so confusing. Two matchmakers <laughs> of the same name. Carino is the matchmaker. He can just give you know Scum a top shot whenever the hell he wants. So let's say Adam Cole joins them gets a top shot, wins the belt, and then Michael Elgin defeats him, would that not have the same effect, do you think? No. But surely if, if Carino became matchmaker, he loves Matt Hardy so much, surely he'd just give Matt Hardy another title shot. That's that, Yeah, that's true. Mm. This is, I suppose the way they've... It shows they've booked it well, that we're just like going around in circles trying to predict what's going to happen. But I just think the way... I mean, Scum is basically trying to destroy Ring of Honor, and what better way than to give Matt Hardy the world title? I mean, that is the best way to kill any company, really. So I think, that, I think this storyline is just working out really well. And it's I just the it's... fact that he'll be there on the sort of history of champions. I know. It's, it makes me feel a bit dirty. Just, but, I don't think I'll be able I to mean, if he has one win and then really loses bad. it in his first defence, is that really that bad? Is it that damaging? But that's not... What's the point? Because the whole point is that they're going to... Well, that's what's going to happen. That's, that's what I've been pitching ha- to you. Hardy's going to be... Yeah, but... I sp- uh, well, I guess it could be Hardy one, is going to one lose defense, the belt. but... Hardy's going to lose the belt to Michael Elgin at final battle. Yeah, that, they'll, Ooh, they'll at least drag it on for a bit because there's going to be no. If he just won it and then lost it in a, a month or something, it's like, well, they haven't. You know, they'll be dragging it on and. So no, but the the problem is, he he can't be on pay per view defending it and retaining because. It, well, every time just people pissed off. I think well, he could retain it. I think thing, he could retain I, it. I will never make this comparison again, but it's the same comparison as. Ric Flair in the 80s. Whoa, 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 whoa. When people would, when he'd have those long reigns, people would tune in to see whatever hot baby face at the time try to take the belt off him, and he'd always find a way to retain but, every single time. But eventually, there'll be somebody who could take the belt off him, which would which would keep the people coming in because they knew there was hope that somebody would take the belt off him eventually. I, I, I don't know. And in just... this situation, Michael Elgin would be that hope that we'd eventually get there. But in the meantime, he has to. You can't just have him defend it once and lose it. That'd be. I don't. I'm talking about an eye pay-per-views. He defends, he loses it the first eye pay-per-view, whatever that is. Because I, I don't know what the schedule is. It'd be Gloria Barner or Death Before Dishonor, but I just can't see them having two hard, two pay-per-views with Hardy as champion. Retain. Well, they could always do the thing as well where they put the title on in the middle of the show as well. Oh, yeah, the, like they did with their burrito street Burrito match, yeah. That's true. But if, if Algin is our hope, you could say Algin is our unbreakable hope. Gloria Barna, wasn't that the name of it last I year? think it was. There we go. Coming full circle. So, uh, I believe that's all the matches we know of, um, you know, apart from spoilers, the best in the world. So, we'll talk about more matches as they're announced leading into uh, June 22nd. Yes, and just to wrap up the news, we have uh, some site stuff to take care of. A new article by Jason Patrick Nig- uh, about Nigel McGuinness. And it's a good read, so go check it out. And Steven, do, you, do you think we'll see Nigel versus Karina? That's basically what the article is saying. I think we'll probably see them like represent, like have two teams represent them or something. Maybe they would even compete as like team captains, perhaps. Maybe. I yeah, think... I can't see Nigel having a one-on-one match, but mm-hmm. yeah, maybe in like yeah, like a Survivor Final Series battle. style match where Final he's battle, team ROH, team Scum with actually Nigel and Karina. I'll probably just have like Nigel come in and like. 
yeah, they'll probably have Nigel and Carino battle on the outside, then battle to the back or something. So they're just yeah. take it. So we get to see Nigel again, but he doesn't really have to do much. Hmm. And finally, Stephen reviewed Ring of Honor's return to the greater Pittsburgh area, Dragon's Reign. Stephen, what did you think of the show? It was really good. And for all the people that were moaning about us calling it Pittsburgh, Kevin As Kelly... to Bell Vernon. Yeah, Kevin Kelly and Steve Carino kept calling it Pittsburgh. And Steve Carino kept uh, slagging off the Pirates, which I quite liked because they're terrible. Um, but yeah, the, the show itself was, was really good. The, the best match of the night was quite by far the ACH and Michael Elgin match. That was just a really, really great match. I mean, it just, it went for about 20 minutes and uh, every time it sort of looked like it was going to be over, it kicked it on again and it got better and better. And it was just, it showed why both guys are like really uh, regarded as, as two of the best. And yeah, it was just a, it was a really solid show from from top to bottom. It was, uh, for a house show, it was, it was very good. And that wraps up the news for this week. Okay, so now we're going to do a very quick preview of Ring of Honor's, is it debut in Texas? It's their or San Antonio debut. San they, Antonio debut. Because they ran Texas shows when during WrestleMania weekend a few years ago. There we go. So it's their San Antonio debut. It takes place uh, this upcoming Saturday, June 1st. And uh, the main, we'll run through the matches now very quickly and just give our thoughts. So, Stephen, we have Women of Honor matches. Texas's own Athena takes on Barbie Hayden. I'm stoked for this one. We have... <laughs> oh, this sounds this sounds good. Adam Cole versus Roderick Strong. Former World TV Champions Collide is the billing for that. Wow. Um, then we have a Proven Ground match as Matt Taven takes on Eddie Edwards. Now, I mean, this is the, the real test, isn't it, for Taven? If he can't have a good match with Eddie Edwards, then what hope have we got? Who did he... He had a match... Is his match on TV aired yet? I don't think it has, has it? He had a decent uh, match on the the Dragon's Reign. That was the one where Truth Martini and the Hoopla Hotties got uh, sent to the back. Oh, it was, yeah, it was a uh, proving ground against TD Thomas. And that was uh, that was probably one of his better matches he's had. It's, it still wasn't fantastic, but it was it was definitely an improvement on some of his other matches. Um, we should probably do a quick prediction, actually. Uh, Adam Cole, Roderick Strong, who do you think is going to get the win there? I go for Cole because Roderick Strong is just a floater now, so... Yeah, I think Cole. Yeah, because Strong hasn't won a worthwhile match for ages, has he? Well, what about the Proven Ground match? I mean, I just can't see him beating Eddie Edwards, really. I see, I see him. I see Eddie Edwards winning this one, and then either on iPay per view or TV. TV. I think maybe the June twenty third TV tapings, perhaps. Yeah, Taven, Taven will pick up the win in some underhanded tactics. I, I think this. I don't think they'll have Taven losing clean. I think they'll probably have some sort of like botched. Uh, interference from Truth Martini, like he tries to hit Edwards with the House, uh, house of Truth, with the Book of Truth, and accidentally hits Taven or something. Because mm. I don't think, I don't know, I just think Taven's at a stage where now he can't really be losing that many matches. I know Eddie Edwards is a you know great wrestler, but even losing to Eddie, I think, would hurt him a little bit. So I think it'll just be like a, a yeah, like a, a weird kind of finish with Martini getting involved again. Mm. Some more shenanigans, or maybe he'll just get sent to the back, which I wouldn't be against. No, um, I can't do that. Although, to be honest, at the last house show in Richmond, they, they weren't even there, the Martini and the Hotties, so maybe they won't be there in uh, San Antonio. We don't know. Uh, then we have a special challenge match as the recently crowned beatable Jay Lethal takes on San Antonio's own ACH. Now, that 
that sounds worth watching, to be honest. That would make this <laughs> entire show worth it. Yeah, that, that should be brilliant. I mean, as I said, the, the ACH and Elgin match was brilliant, and Lethal is uh, is always you can always put on a good match. So that, that yeah, them two should put on a a really good one. I'm really looking forward to that. It's a shame uh, this show wasn't the Road Rage instead of the Richmond one. Um, then we have a Texas Tornado tag team match, actually in Texas. Michael Elgin and BJ Whitmer taking on two members of Scum. I think Scum will probably win here. Yeah, I think so. They seem to win every single tag match they're involved in. Whoever they are. Um, Then in the main event, what should be a fantastic match, we hope, Jay Briscoe defends the ROH World title against Davey Richards. Yep, should be brilliant. Yeah, that's all we can win. And that wraps up our uh, preview of the San Antonio, Texas show. So now we'll move on to the questions and topics that you sent in. There's several ways you can do this. You can tweet us at ROH underscore world. You can go on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash ROH world, or you can go on our forum, rohworld.com slash forum. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, we haven't got too many this week, obviously, because we only uh, we only said we were going to do it this week uh, today. So we got a lot of questions for Bobby Fish, but unfortunately, he's not. We can't. Uh, we could answer them, but I don't think you'd want our responses. Um, but the first question is from DX versus NWO, who asks: I believe this topic was brought up in the DVD review section. But which ROH shows would you consider underrated, and likewise, are there any that you think are overrated? That's, that's tough to come up with off the top of your yeah. head. I remember, I know this is a bit of a cop out because I, I read that thread again and I read that I read one of the posts that I had put in there. But underrated shows, one I really liked was uh, a show called Dragon Gate Challenge. That was a really good show. Um, obviously, a lot of the Dragon Gate guys were there, and it was sort of like an RH versus Dragon Gate style show. And that was the show with the Jimmy Jacobs and BJ Whitmer match where BJ Whitmer took that horrible bump. I think I think he. Did he, he went to give Jacobs a, a powerbomb off the turnbuckle and completely slipped all the other way around and he just slipped like from the like, 10 foot in the air to the floor and that was a bit uh, yeah, that was an incredible bump but they, that, I thought that show was really good I don't think that really got the uh, attention it deserved um, yeah I'm looking through this thread now because well these are obviously but, for shows that I've kind of forgotten about yeah it's hard to come up with off the top of your head but let me see who posted it to begin with. I want to give credit where credit is due. Side effect, talking about Rising Above, which had the Nigel McGuinness defending the belt against Austin Aries, which was an incredible show, now that I think about it. It also has uh, Daniels versus Morishima and the Briscoes versus Strong and Rocky Romero. So this was, all in all, a very good card and fun show. So this might have to be my most underrated show of all time. Mm, I think... Modern. Not 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 of all time <laughs> in Ring of Honor. Another one that I really liked was um, Supercard of Honor Five. I know that wasn't underrated because everyone loves it, but that was just a show that really sticks in my head because I've watched it so many times. But that was a that was a really great show. I think that was the one with um, Kings Arresting against Motor City Machine Guns, um, and I think it was Tyler Black and possibly Roderick Strong in the main event. That was that whole show was was just really good. I've I really enjoyed that show. Um, in terms of overrated. 
I can't really. I can just think of a few terrible shows, but they weren't overrated because no one thought they were good. Like the <laughs> Bluegrass Brawl, that was terrible. Um, there's so many OVW guys on that card. That was like the the foreshadowing of 2012 Ring of Honor. Um, I can't really think of it. the right, Ring uh, Final Battle 2011. That was pretty terrible. Oh, one more underrated show, I would have to say, would be uh, the Big Bang. Because you had Davey Richards uh, against Kenny King in a really good match. Uh, the Kings of Wrestling and the Briscoes in a great match. And then Tyler Black defending the belt against Roderick Strong and Austin Aries in a fantastic main event. So that has to be another. That's another show I haven't heard many people talk about. It's a great show, and I think it is. Mm, I've got that on DVD. I don't think I've watched it. I bought it ages ago. But, um, right, thank you for that question. Uh, next one is from DXSNWO again. Which show do you think will end up being an iPay-per-view? The Maple Leaf Gardens show in Toronto or Manhattan Mayhem 5 in New York City two weeks later? <laughs> if it was last year, both of them would be. <laughs> Just two weeks apart. Yeah. The problem is we've had Border Wars in Toronto and we had Supercard of Honor, which was in New York. So both have had iPay-per-views recently, so it's not even easy to predict. Mm. I'm going to go with the Providence, Rhode Island show. Yeah, I mean... July that's... 27th. They've done but, Point but, but, 2013. Well, yeah, they've done not pay-per-views before there, before, haven't they? The only thing the I would say is... against the Toronto show is that this is the first time they're running the Maple Leaf Gardens. Do they really want to be doing an iPay-per-view in a building they've never run before? Because they won't know whether, I don't know, you know, there's any problems, any issues that might come up. They don't know. In terms I mean, of attendance. Issues, haven't really, issues haven't really stopped them before, has it? No, I guess not. But <laughs> and I guess like in te- attendance. I mean, I know Toronto shows are normally well attended, but. This is a new uh, new build, and I don't know how far away it is from the, uh, the Ted Reeve. I'm not sure, but I, w- I would say safe bet would be Manhattan Mayhem 5, I think. I mean, the thing is, if either of these are our pay-per-view, why not announce it now? Yeah, I mean, but I suppose it just New seems York strange shows, to sort of... New York City shows draw well enough anyway, don't they? That's just... true. So I don't think they'd be in a rush to announce that one. Yeah, I'm more likely to go with Man- Manhattan Mayhem 5 because the show... It actually has a name to begin with. The Toronto show is just it doesn't have anything surrounding it yet, unless they change that. But so I think I, both possibilities, because Toronto and New York are basically Ring of Honor's two biggest markets. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty, I'm like, you know, eighty percent certain that one of these shows will become an eye pay per view. I don't think it'll be the Rhode Island one because it's only a month after Best in the World, and they need to slow down a little bit on the number of eye pay per views. So I think laying it just a few extra weeks till sort of early to mid-August at Toronto or New York would be probably be the better choice for whatever show they want to do an iPay-per-view. Yeah. Unless they uh, just don't have one until, you know, Death Before Dishonor or Glory Barna, depending on the schedule. I, would, I, would, I wouldn't be too fussed with that because I remember when the Ring of Honor's pay-per-views were like one every three months and mm. the, the bill that they used to have and the, you know, the sense of looking forward to it was so great because they were so... You know, far between. I mean, that was that was good. You know, this year they've been more or less every month, haven't they? More so or less. So far, yeah. Since uh, March. Yeah. This next question is for John, and I will uh, judge you on your answer, John. Um, this is still from DXSNWO. So I heard that John's going to an Evolve show. Who is he more excited to see live, the Bravados or the Young Bucks? I think it's about equal, to be honest with you. I cannot contain my excitement to see either one of those great, wonderful tag teams. And while I believe the Young Bucks are in the main event, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bravados steal the show on the undercard. How was that for an answer, Steven? 
That was a very good answer. I, uh, yeah, I'll accept that. How, how are you doing, Stephen, about the providers being gone, the bandwagon being I'm dealing there. with it, you know. You're okay uh, with that? I'm seeing my therapist about it. He's uh, helping me through my, my great loss. Um, Hellfront93, um, <laughs> I'm going to remove some of the things from this question because they're a bit uh, derogatory and libelous. <laughs> so uh, do it anyway. Do it anyway. Just read it. it okay. You know, you, okay. I, I, your head be it. What will you guys miss most about Mike, I'm not a rapist mondo? And now that he and Grizzly Redwood are gone from ROH, how long before we see the best of the lumberjack-offs on DVD? <laughs> Volume 1 with their two matches as a tag team. And the same, the same creepy stance as the West Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team DVD cover. <laughs> but then you'd also have all the great Grizzly Redwood matches with Mondo on commentary as well. Oh, wow. Yeah, this get up, great. Grizz. Get up, Grizz. I think you need to make this. Tuesday rollout coming soon. It could have slipped through like two hours of it's good check time. It's good check over and over again. <laughs> um, Moving on. Yeah, we sort of discussed Monday, didn't we? And Yeah. In, the, in a more serious tone than making yeah. jokes about that. Yeah, how fun. Terrible person. Who would make jokes about something like that? Terrible. Not, not the ROH cast, that's for sure. Um, I think we've got one on Twitter. Um, if my computer doesn't... Right, here we go. Uh, Tony asks, what are you guys' thoughts on the ROH YouTube channel? Bit of a left field question for you. I've never viewed it. That I don't I really view on. anything on there, to be honest. Um, I know they. I don't know if they still do, but they used to post inside Ring of Honor, which was quite helpful because I wanted to watch that terrible lawyer segment, and that was still on there. So <laughs> credit to them for having that easily available for me to laugh at. But it, I, I don't know. Do they still do video wires? They don't really do those anymore. It's called Honor Roll now. They brought it back the last last couple of weeks. What's the difference? It Is it literally just the name? Yeah, it's just 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 the name because I really like the video wire, and then they got yeah they got rid of it and just posted like one minute promos from people, and it just I don't know I I just preferred it having having all of it in one one place because mm. it's easy just to like miss at one you know a couple of videos and then you sort of miss a promo or whatever. But yeah, it's called the honor roll now. I know that they definitely did one. I don't know if they've done any more. I can, I'm looking on their page. They've had one episode of the honor roll so far. And that was on the 15th, so it was... Yeah, yeah but they only did the video wire like, a couple of times a month, didn't they? So mm. I think that's a well, good uh, addition. A couple of, one thing I don't like is how they have the show recaps with Kevin Kelly where he progressively has less close <laughs> on <laughs> each time and the camera seems to zoom in and out of his face and play rap music. Those need to be cut. And sometimes when they have wrestlers doing like promos that they film themselves, like Red Titus once did one outside and you couldn't hear a word he said, so certain yeah. things like that in terms of quality aren't great, but they also bring us gold, such as uh, Jokoff's apology, so <laughs> overall... 80s, so, 80s yeah. villain Jokoff. 80s action villain Jokoff. Yeah, overall uh, <laughs> quite yeah, good as a comedy chat. Could, could be better, I mean, it's it's more, much like the Ring of Honor website, it's okay, could, could be a lot better though, I think. That's where RH Ward comes in. I think they could do with a new social media coordinator, to be honest. But um, And that marks the end of the questions for this week. Thank you for all for sending them in on such short notice. And, uh, yeah. If we'll you be do, short... we can actually reopen that thread now for Bobby Fish questions. We did actually get loads, and we have quite a lot ready to ask him. But if you come up with any more questions you'd like us to ask uh, Bobby Fish, if you come up with them by Thursday, head on over to our forum and post them there, because, or tweet and Facebook as usual, and I'll reopen that thread soon now there's something i want to end the show and talk about before we, we wrap up because next week will be episode 94 
And I, I feel if we leave this until 95, then it might be too late. But episode 100 is not too far away. We're coming up to June. It's going to take place in July at some point. And we need to decide, as, as an RH cast force, as a collective unit, what we're going to do with that show. Now, we've we've got some sort of ideas going around in our head. We could either have... A, 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 you know, a standard show with just an interview in it. So perhaps us, us like will talk about the news and some questions and then have one single interview with someone that the RH cast force deem worthy of being on episode 100. Just to remind you, on episode 50, we had Nigel McGuinness, so the standards are quite high for someone of that calibre. Or we could have several interviews, several smaller interviews, um, you know, spread out throughout a show. I'm going to assume this episode 100 will be bit longer than usual so maybe we have a couple of guests on and we spread them out throughout the entire podcast or our third idea how some sort of i don't know panel or round table where we get a couple of maybe two or three guys on at the same time for some sort of special interview segment i don't know what you two think would be best i don't know what the rh cast force would like but if you have any ideas suggestions for episode 100 let us know on twitter forum etc or email us contact at rhwood.com whether it's an idea on the format whether it's an idea on a guest you'd like to see just let us know and maybe if you could always tweet at the wrestlers and say hey you should appear on rhcast 100 so i mean Stephen and john do you have any sort of anything you'd like on episode 100 being as we've been here since the start well i think i think we should leave it to the rhcast force i think they should come up with some ideas for us i mean we're, we're here for them we're, we're here to to serve them so I think they should tell us what they want and we'll try and provide it. I mean, we could always get, just to remind you, perhaps you haven't been listening to the podcast for very long. We've had Prince Nana on a couple of times. He's been quite a good guest. You know, maybe Davey Richards, Steve Carino, Adam Cole. We've had lots of guests on before. We could get returning people. We could get new, new appearances. You know, let us know what you'd like to see for episode 100. Um, we'd like to start sort of organising it next month. Obviously, we can't go to someone, hey, we need you on episode 100 tomorrow, so uh, we need plenty of time to start organising this. So, any ideas? Be sure to let us know. And that wraps up episode 92 of the ROH cast. We do hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to leave any feedback or review on iTunes. Or if you have anything you'd like to see changed, just uh, let us know on the forum or by email. And be sure to tune in to episode 93, which will take place uh, later this week, featuring Bobby Fish. Be sure to send in any questions you'd like like us to ask and uh yeah thank you to steven and john for joining me thank, thank you, you for having me and we will see you all next week <laughs>